Hi, I'm Dave. This is my journal. Today's entry, Good Enough is Best. Between high school and college, I took half a dozen courses in economics. The details of these courses have long since faded from memory, but I remember well one principle that was repeated. Good enough is best. Economics is, after all, the study of how we make decisions with scarce resources. Since resources are always scarce, we constantly need to make decisions to say yes to some things and no to others. Good enough is best is a principle that reminds us to stop when it no longer makes sense to invest more resources. The classic example of this in economics textbooks is washing a car. You could spend seven hours on a Saturday washing your car. However, for most of us, spending 30 minutes washing a car is good enough, if we do it at all. Does a car look better after washing it for 7 hours than it does after 30 minutes? Sure it does, but not enough to be noticeable to most people. That's why 30 minutes is good enough, so you avoid the diminishing returns of increased time. Sensible? Yes. Way harder, though, in practice. The problem is that while all these economics professors taught that good enough is best, they reported grades like B+, when you did just good enough in their classes. I'm not sure what things were like in your schooling, but among my peer group, school system, and most importantly, my own expectations, B plus just wasn't good enough. I wanted to get A's. I expected to get A's. Getting an A meant you had things figured out and that you were successful. But the hard reality of effective leadership is that it's not possible to knock out A's all day long. There are never enough resources, especially time. This precipitates a problem for leaders. Often, those of us who step into roles of increasing visibility and responsibility are the people who were the quote-unquote A players in our prior positions, or in school, or often both. And then we get hammered with the realities of defining priorities in an environment of scarce resources. So we do one of three things. For a lot of us, our first inclination is to just keep getting A's. We work crazy hours. We do things that probably aren't in our job description, but we really need to do just this once or twice because no one else is going to do it quite as good as we do. We drive people nuts by micromanaging to make sure that the A's continue. We don't take as many vacation days. We convince ourselves that we're indispensable. When that doesn't work, the second thing is we learn to opt out. We don't pitch the new idea to the executive team. We don't start the business. We don't ask to change our role. We don't take quite as much initiative as we could because we know that along that path, there are B's and C's and D's and even F's. It's easy to stay on the road where you only get A's. The better option is the third one. Stop obsessing over the A itself and start obsessing over the choices made about what gets A work and what gets B-plus work, or perhaps even C work. The reality of leadership is that we have to decide what's really important, what's good enough, and what just isn't worth the time. I'm not arguing for sloppy work. I've had many situations in my career when nailing an A-plus result was essential. But in retrospect, there have been way more times when A work was just a waste of everyone's time, and the only thing driving the A work was me not even stopping to consider that 
any other way was prudent. What's something right now that others, or you, are putting A work into, where B-plus work would be perfectly fine, and free up more of your time to do what's really important? Discover more at coachingforleaders.com, and good day to you from Orange County, California.